0: Hello and welcome to OutTech Your Kids, a tech-positive podcast for the age of digital parenting. In 15 minutes or less each week, we'll give you the fast answers to all your burning tech questions. Hey, I'm Liz Gumbiner.
1: And I'm Kristen Chase, and we're the founders of CoolMomPicks.com and CoolMomTech.com, and you might also know us as the hosts of the parenting podcast, Spawn. Thank you so much for joining us.
0: Today, we're going to be answering the question that a lot of you are asking, how do I pick the right laptop or computer for my child for the school year with so many parents making sure they have the tech they need for distance learning this year or hybrid learning or at-home learning of any kind. Yes. Kristen, this question is coming up over and over and over again. So we want to help you answer it if you have the question too, so you can find the laptop or computer or maybe even another alternative that's right for your child.
1: Yes, and we will help you out with this big question right after this. A huge thanks to our sponsor, Sophia Family. It's the first dedicated digital activity time manager that's built to work across all of your devices, even those new laptops, on and offline. And they can even track individual users on shared devices, all from a single app on your own phone or tablet. And they're launching a crowdfunding campaign, which means you could be some of the first parents to get your hands on their digital activity time manager. You want to go to Bitly—that's b B-I-T i t. l y slash my Sophia family. That's Sophia with an F, and sign up for their mailing list. You'll be the first to get notified when their campaign launches in a few weeks. That's Bitly b B-I-T i t. l y slash my Sophia family.
0: So let's jump right in, Kristen. So first of all, to our listeners, if you're participating in at-home learning or even a hybrid mix of at-home and in-school learning, first- I think it's really important that you see if your school system is providing laptops for students because so many are doing that. So I found an edweek.com article. We can link it up on our podcast page on Cool Mom Tech. It was from the summer, but it describes how there were millions in grants and stimulus funds from schools being used so that school districts could provide a laptop or device for each student. Millions and millions of them. Not everyone has them, though. So check with your school district first and see if you can get a hold of one of those. However... Maybe you just feel like it's time to have one of your own. You've always been meaning to do it, um, or your school doesn't have access to one. So if you do want to purchase a new device for your kids,
1: we put together some questions to ask yourself so you'll know what's right for you. Yes, we did. And I think the big one to start with is what your budget is for a purchase like this, because you could spend a couple hundred dollars up into thousands of dollars on a laptop, right, Liz? Yeah, absolutely. And in fact, you're not
0: exaggerating when you say, a couple hundred. If you are after affordability, a Chromebook is a very popular option as we're hearing yes. from parents. Um, yes. In fact, you can go to google.com slash Chromebook slash study at home and you'll oh, find nice. a whole bunch of recommended Chromebooks specifically for students with the right features. And it starts at just $249. That was for the Lenovo Chromebook S330. You'll also find Acer, Google, Samsung, all different brands. At the highest end, there's a Samsung Galaxy Chromebook at $9.99. But hey, $249 to start is pretty good.
1: Yeah, no, that's a fantastic price. But of course, it's important to point out some of the privacy concerns with Chromebook and Google. In fact, Jeffrey Fowler, who's a tech columnist for the Washington Post, actually suggested recently that if you do get one, to be sure that your kids log in with their school account because Google is not allowed to track them as much with educational accounts so that's a really great point now really if, yeah know, now if yeah. you're looking on the other end of the spectrum or maybe you're an apple family you know macbook airs they're starting around a thousand dollars or 999 to be exact but you know i'm a big fan of some of the refurbished models liz i'm not sure if you've ever yeah. used them but we've had good luck with them and the price drops about three or four hundred dollars
0: yeah very smart plus you can get trade ins if you're trading in an old device of your own one note though on macbooks hey we have a note for everything they're going to introduce a new laptop later yes, this year great point. and guess what it's almost already later this year. <laughs> it's <laughs> august so if you can hold off a few months it may be worth it you know it sucks when you buy some new tech and then it's like oh no it's 300 dollars less so you might want to keep that in mind but we understand some people need it right now also i gotta say i'm a little frustrated that that awesome educational discount that apple provides is only for teachers and college students i don't know why other students can have them, seeing as how everyone's learning from
1: home. So, hey, Tim Cook, Tim Apple, <laughs> get on that. <laughs> yes. Well, and, and a point, though, to make is if you are homeschooling and you're not doing cyber school with a charter school, or you're not doing your public school, then you're actually technically a teacher. So look at that loophole as well for those specific homeschool families. Very
0: good. Smart. Yes. Well, although I feel like all parents are kind of semi-teachers right now at this point, but, you know. Apple, give us a break. Okay, here, number two, second question you should ask yourself is, does my kid need full computing power? So, for example, if you have an early elementary learner first, second grade, kindergarten, even preschool who needs their own device or maybe even a middle schooler like mine who doesn't do heavy typing, Mm -hmm. you should find out exactly what they need their device for and make a list because it may turn out that all you need is a more affordable tablet instead of a laptop. So listen, I know experts differ on this, but I've had good experience with my rising eighth grader who likes working on a tablet. You can add a Bluetooth keyboard to it if you know, your kid's doing light word processing or typing. The new tablets are so powerful, so it may be a good option for you. And just so you know, ballpark prices, that Chromebook is in the 250 range, which is very affordable because the processor isn't particularly right, fast. Right. There's limited storage. So that may be right for you. Or, you know, you can go up from there. Like a, a Samsung Galaxy Tab is a little bit more at 299 If you're an Apple family, the new iPad started just 329 So if you still think of them as like a big $700 investment, they've come down a lot. You can also get them cheaper with a new service plan. But keep in mind, your kid is probably fine with Wi-Fi. I don't think most young kids really need to have, like, a T-Mobile plan right now. When you think about it, think about how a tablet may be what your kid needs just for Zoom calls, video watching, checking in on Google Classrooms, maybe keynote presentation. So it might be worth it to look into that. You might not need, like, a major computer with all the processing and speed that it it offers based on what your kids' needs are educational.
1: No, no, that's a great point. And just kind of a differentiation point as well between Chromebooks and and laptops, and I know it's... We're talking about education, but I know a lot of kids play Minecraft. You can't really play Minecraft on a Chromebook. <laughs> so I know we're talking, about, we're talking about learning, but if you're going to be using this for other things, keep that in mind when you're thinking about what to purchase. And that kind of brings us to the next question is to whether a child actually needs their own device. And this is a good thing to think about.
0: That's a very important question. Yeah, I mean, a lot of this, again, has to do with your child's age, where they are in school. A high school kid is a lot different than a preschooler in terms of the time they're going to be spending online. I have public school kids. They're going to be online sometimes, you know, seven hours a day having video learning live in their classrooms. That's really different than a younger kid who might not have quite as much. So if you have a younger child, you know, and you don't have to give them full access to a computer all day so you can do your own work as well, you might prefer to have a shared family computer, laptop, or tablet that meets more of your family's needs instead of spending money on a pricey device just for your kid. However, there's something to be said for buying something that has some um, scalability yes. so that it grows with your kids and it feels more of an investment than like something that you got cheaply to fulfill a need right now and you'll need something new next year.
1: Yeah. And also, if you want to keep an eye on them, and again, you don't need to be using the computer yourself, you might think about doing something like a family desktop or even a family laptop that you keep in a central area, not yeah. that they keep in their room so that you can monitor what they're doing. Um, in in a more, I guess, timely and <laughs> timely manner than you having to chase them down in their room. Yes.
0: Yeah, some kids need a little more supervision than others. In fact, we just did a post on Cool Mom about how to put together a really good um, study area for your kids if you have to do that for the first time and that's one thing we talked about is how much privacy do they need but that's a whole other subject yes so listen here's another question okay a little techie here we are how much ram do you need and i'm not going to get all super super techie (laughs) because you really don't need to know everything about computers and processor speeds to get a computer for your kids but You ideally want a device with decent enough RAM and battery life that can support, you know, six straight hours of Zoom calls plus open browsers, apps like Word or Excel or even Zoom as an app. So as far as RAM, I would suggest you look for 8 gigs, 8GB or more Mm -hmm. for... Is going to be cost a little less, about $75 less maybe. Okay. And it might be okay for very basic web browsing, document work, you know, like typing in Word. But ideally, you want a device, like we said, that grows with your child. And that means you want to have the power for more multitasking. And that includes the video apps that so many of our kids are relying on for learning right now. Even if you're homeschooling, even if you're in a homeschooling pod, there's a lot more video going on.
1: Yeah, no, that's a really great point. And also think about how else they're going to be using that laptop, that Chromebook. Is it just for school or are they going to be doing other things on it, whether it's like we mentioned Minecraft or there's games or maybe they're an artist or a future filmmaker? You know, they're going to need more RAM uh, to be able to create some of those drawings, some of the artwork, some of those movies as well. Yeah, and if you upgrade to 16 gigs, which also a very
0: reasonable amount for a kid, you'll probably spend another $100 or a little bit more to upgrade. That may be worth it, again, if you want to run multiple apps or have you know decent graphics for whatever it is they're doing. For older kids particularly, yeah. I always think it's better to kind of get the most that you can afford. Yes. Because the resale value, first of all, is good. And also, you want your
1: computer to do everything that you bought it for. <laughs>
0: it's really frustrating when you're like, the Zoom call doesn't work, and you realize it's because your processor just can't handle it. Yeah.
1: No, you don't want to do that. Well, you mentioned battery life too, Liz, and that's yes. really important. And I love it, CNET, of course, CNET, has a helpful comparison of 25 of the newer laptops that have the best battery power. So, you know, again, That might be more than you actually need for a student. Plus, we're not really going anywhere. (laughs) So (laughs) it's not like you need to worry about your computer holding charge too much. But, you know, it's something to think about, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, look, my older daughter, sometimes she'll sit in her upper bunk and do her work on her laptop or watch Netflix or whatever she's doing. And she doesn't have a plug right there next to her bed. Mm -hmm. So for her, she likes having the battery power. So anyway, if you're curious, we'll link up that CNET article. It's helpful just for reference They have like a LG Gram 14 laptop, which gets over 16 hours of battery time. That's like their number two pick. That would probably be the best one for students. But starts around $1,500 and 16 hours. That's more for like, you know, business people
1: on planes. Yeah, Yeah, that makes sense. But other
0: raters were a Samsung 9 notebook, the Lenovo Yoga And as far as Apple, the 13-inch MacBook Pro comes in at number 10 for battery life with more than 10 hours on one charge. These are all estimates. It depends how much work you're doing and how much processing. Also, pro tip, parents. Gaming. Back to gaming. (laughs) Everything comes back to Minecraft, (laughs) Kristen. I know. All roads lead back to Minecraft. (laughs) Gaming is the most battery-draining function. So if your kid's laptop is dying before the school day is done, maybe... Come in and check and see what other apps (laughs) happen to be running during those Zoom calls. (laughs) Uh, That's just for you to catch
1: them. Well, speaking of catching them, the final thing you should think about is parental controls. What is available to you on the laptop you're getting? So, you know, Windows and Macs, as well as Android and iOS, they all have built in parental controls. So you want to take a good look at the specs. You know, can you filter websites? Can you block apps? Can you limit media? Can you set screen time limits? Like for instance, in Windows 10, you need to download the Microsoft Family Safety app and sign up for an account, while on Macs, parental controls, they just need to be activated. So, you know, there's just a difference, right, between the two, dif- two different, I would say two, but all the different operating systems. Yeah,
0: and I mean, you're probably going to be able to get what you want. I think the difference is going to be whether the device that you buy has parental controls built in, yes. or you need to look at different third-party add-ons to see what might give you more of the features you need if it's not built into your device. But uh, in general, you're going to be able to find that. It's just something parents sometimes don't look at when they're considering which laptop to buy. And it's not a bad idea to spend a little time on the manufacturer's site and just, you know, Search for parental controls and see what they have to say about it, just so you know what you're getting.
1: Yeah, no, I think these are really helpful. Actually, I'm kind of rolling them around in my head, too, because although we won't need laptops, I think my teenager will. And of course, you know, you have to do what's best for your family and for your budget. You know, we like to always say that if you can spend a little more in the short term, it actually will save you money in the long term because, you know, we all know how fast kids grow and they outgrow their technology as well. And I will say for those of you with
0: younger kids, like you think at six years old, they're not going to grow fast. I swear you blink in their teens and they will be (laughs) playing those (laughs) hardcore gaming apps a long time. Yes. So yeah, get something that grows. Or if you have multiple kids that, you know, will last a little longer that you can pass down. So it's that whole Pennywise pound foolish thing. I'd say like spend as much as you can to
1: get the best possible thing you can if you think it's going to last and you'll need it in the future. No, that's a great point. And of course, we will link up everything we spoke about over on coolmomtech.com. Make sure you check over there. And before we sign off, let us just tell you a little bit more about our sponsor, Sophia Family. You probably know by now that it's the first ever dedicated digital activity time manager built to work across all of your family's devices. It was created by a dad of four. Hey, hey, parents of four in the house. He was tired of fighting with his kids about screen time and wanted to teach them healthy digital habits. And because there's an app, And a hub that plugs into your smart TV. Liz, guess what? Kids can't circumvent this. They can't do it. Kids are smart, man. That's why we have this podcast. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) That's true. So listen, whether you're online or offline, you're inside or outside of your house, it tracks your activity and their activity. And all you have to do is manage it from a single app on your phone or your tablet. And if you sign up for their mailing list right now, you'll get first notification on when their crowdfunding campaign is live. And that means you'll get first access. Access To this digital activity time manager. So go to bit.ly, that's bit.ly slash mySophia family. Sophia's with an F, and sign up for their mailing list. That's bit.ly, bit.ly slash mySophia family. Well, thank you so much for joining us for this episode of OutTech Your Kids. Huge thanks to our engineer, Georgina Hahn. And hey,
0: if you like what we're talking about here, you want to learn more or ask your own questions, we love answering them. Just join our OutTech Your Kids community on Facebook. Where, by the way, you will find lots of chatter about laptops these days. <laughs> and please subscribe to OutTech Your Kids. This way you'll know every week as soon as our new episode goes live. They're only 15 minutes
1: or less. And if you like what we're doing here and you've got a moment, as in like two seconds, Leave us a five-star review right now. We greatly appreciate it. It actually helps other listeners like you find us because, you know, we're all in this digital parenting thing together. Thank you so much for listening to OutTech Your Kids. This is Liz. And this is Kristen. Have a great
0: day. Bye.